All right, so, so uh, obviously it's Father's Day, so we shifted from um, the spirit and flesh war uh, just to uh, make sure we had a Father's Day message. Uh, anytime you have a Father's Day or Mother's Day message, depending on the, the, the situations we're in, sometimes we can check out, sometimes we can uh, go, go into a trance, and sometimes we move ourselves, but give the Lord time to share what he wants all of us to get as it relates to fathers today. Um, you know, uh, we're going to talk about a father's cost because what's so interesting is for the foundation of the world way back when the whole trick in the garden was to get to fathers, fathers are coverings, you know, um, fathers are protectors, fathers are providers, fathers have to give that seed to get that harvest. Um, so, you know, and if you, if, if you really pay attention in this world, you know, we here at the church, we don't get into politics or the affairs of this life, but that doesn't mean we're naive to what's happening. And a lot of things are, are, are to steal fathers away from families. Um, even now, you know, the adversaries come up with another plan to have people before they're developed into their surety and who, who they are to start to question their identity, you know, and but that, that, that whole goal is to steal another father, steal another mother, you know, because if you, if you forget who you are uh, and you start to live outside of who you are, well, then reproduction can't happen. And that's a whole lot less gifts in the world that can destroy the, the devil, right? All right, so we lose sight of things like that, you know, sometimes when we allow our feelings to overwrite, overwrite, override God's will. But we'll talk about a little bit of that today. Lord, I decrease that you may increase. Lord, I, I ask that, you, that, I, that we receive all your revelation from your inspiration, but also that we attach our faith so we can get the illumination. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so, so we're going to talk about a father's cause today, but this is not a, a dad bashing day. It's an awakening day. You know, you know, sometimes we have a tendency to bash <laughs> moms, dads, and everybody, you know. Um, but, but you'll see as things played out, um, unfortunately, we deal with some of the, the pain of what's happened, but uh, some, some, some of our people that we loved got it honestly. Um, that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. You know what I mean? doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. You know, I've experienced some pain, but it doesn't mean that, um, and my dad got it honestly, but it didn't mean that it didn't hurt. It just helped me to understand and make sure I... Uh, uh, adjust some things to make sure certain things don't continue, right? Um, because some of us will repeat the same pattern of what's hurting us through our parents if we don't pay the cost of forgiveness, right? We'll become what we despise, all because we're not willing to cover a multitude of pain with love, right? So some of us end up, you know, a lot of things that we don't like, well, uh, well, you can forgive now as you can walk in that person's shoes and have to be forgiven later. You can forgive now, 
or walk in that person's shoes and have to be forgiven later. All right. All right. So let's 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 get into uh, talking about uh, fathers or dads. Um, one of the things God is is hopeful for when he uh, when he puts a father in people's lives is that they'll be covering at all costs. They'll cover at all costs. Now, I didn't say cover up. You know, that's like a little pacify word. I said cover. You know, that's, a, that's more of a cost. Cover up is more at your convenience, you know. <laughs> you know, I just, I ain't got to challenge you with the truth. You know, I ain't got to address the truth. I could just cover it up and pretend it all go away, right? That's not what I said. Right? You heard me, right? I said cover at all costs. And so, 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 so in, in our initial inception, you had Adam that was born. And, of course, if he's the first man, he's going to be what? The first father, right? And so, but Adam started to be challenged with costs from day one, right? Adam was challenged with costs from day one. If you look here at Genesis 2, let's go here at Genesis 2. And, and, and lock in here, and, and hopefully this will relieve us from some things, and we can start to continue to accelerate in the purpose. And Because some of us have gone through stuff because we're the remnant to heal our families. We're so busy uh, focusing on what we didn't have, we're not getting to what we could be. And making sure the people that, that we're going to love on can have what they need, right? Right? Did you get that? And, you know, and, I, and I'll, I'll say this respectfully, you know, stop using what you didn't have as an excuse. You know, it's not, I mean, it's, it's, I, I didn't say it didn't hurt, you know. I, you know, I didn't, you know, I stayed with foster parents. I, we just, I just did a funeral last, I left here last Sunday and went to New Jersey and did a funeral, and, you know, hung out with the family I grew up with in the first part of my life. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't all that thrilled about that situation, but again, God works it out for good, and, and God wanted to uh, keep me in a certain place so I would be inspired to change some things. You know, sometimes you get comfortable and lose sight of your responsibility. You know, you know that uncomfortable person has to change, right? Has to make some moves, right? And they're right, Hezekiah, right? Okay. All right, so Genesis 2, we'll start here, verse 16. Well, you showed up, so you might as well get what you came for, right? Not just to see dad, to see dad, <laughs> right? All right, so Genesis 2, 16, it says, And the Lord God commanded the man, this is after he had put him in the garden and gave him responsibilities. Now, it said commanded the man, right? All right, so that's not optional, right? So he commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden thou may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou that thou shalt not eat of it. So you got all the trees. Just don't touch this tent. All right? He says, look, and then he says, for after the colon, it says, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die, right? Advanced information, right? Um, and, and the Lord said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a help 
meat for him. All right, so here you have God got the man in the garden. He's afforded him everything. But he said, don't touch this tree. Now, if, if, if you read it on the surface, but us in Bible school, we know we got to look harder. We're rightly dividing it, right? You read it on the surface, it sounds like a setup, right? You can't eat a tree of knowledge of good and evil. So you're looking at it on the surface, you say, knowledge of good and evil, what's wrong with that? Well, again, we're talking about the beginning of the creation. Evil wasn't an option. So now once you eat the tree, evil's a consideration. That brings into our life reasoning. Now our feelings get involved in the conversation. See, before they ate of that tree, the feelings don't get a, a, a vote. The feelings flow as the spirit wills. But once that tree was eaten, evil's an option outside of God's original design is now an option. And so, and the only way somebody's going to do it is they got to come up with reasons. Like all of us, now how many of us have done, done some dumb things in our life? Okay, so we got a couple people that ain't done nothing dumb in their life. Well, thank God. And when we, after, after, after we finish service today, you can sit us all down and let us know how you did it, <laughs> you know, in this, this crazy world. Well, most of the time we've done dumb things, we came up with a reason, right? Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, and, and sometimes we, we weren't going to listen for any other information that was going to contrast our reason. You know how we have this, uh, this ability to shut, shut down or shut out stuff? Yeah. You know, because we've already gone down a certain path, right? And so, so, so as soon as you hear the new information, I don't even want to consider this because I'm already got my momentum in a certain direction, right? Everybody should be hearing many. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all was just yesterday. <laughs> you forgot that quick, right? All right, so, so this, this is why... He said, listen, I don't need you reasoning. I just need you to do the, everything was good. He says when he created everything and it was good. It was all, that's the only time in life it was all good. Now we say it's all good now, but it's not all good because evil hanging around, right? So it's not all good. So we live in a culture where everything is okay. So that means evil's okay. We're supposed to be living with boundaries, Right? We're supposed to establish boundaries. When I was a child, I thought as a child, right? Understood as a child, spake as a child. But when I became a man, I put off childish things. I established boundaries. When I'm a child, I, I'm moved by my feelings. When I'm mature, I'm led by the Spirit, right? And if you're not led by the Spirit, hey, we come to the altar today, accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and wake that Spirit up. Let it get regenerated, made alive. But we're not supposed to be led by our feelings, right? That's the voice of the flesh. The spirit is indeed willing, the flesh is weak. But that's the other teaching from last week. I won't get back into that, right? All right, so he says, now you shall surely die. Now, did Adam understand fully the impact of surely die? We talked about this. We were talking about Eve at the uh, Bible school, right? This, did, did they really understand it? What was their reference? Had anybody died? So, so, I know we give these, these two people a hard time, but, but put yourself in their shoes. Surely die. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to do this because I don't want to surely die. Walking away like y'all do when I preach, whatever that is. <laughs> okay, pastor. Right? 
so, 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 so that's, so just, I want you to just think about this when we get to this other point. Now, he also was told in verse 24 down here, he was given, to, so, so, oh, it's not good for man to be alone, so he created him a help me suitable for him, right? That was woman, that was Eve, right? And then if you go here at verse 24, it, he gave him some more instructions. It says, therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and his mother. Now, he's giving advanced information because Adam's the first person here. <laughs> so what reference does he have for leaving father and mother? Right? I'm just saying how he's processing now. Because sometimes you're getting advanced information, and since it's, you, ain't, you don't relate, you kind of blow it off. It's kind of like, okay. But when you drive down that street, <laughs> that information starts to ring in your head. You know, you know, like when we did this stupid thing, we'd be like, ah, uh, they told me not to. But you weren't thinking about it at the time because you're like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. You know, that's what they say. That's going to happen to them. That ain't me until you get into the situation, right? So you, now we got surely die. Nobody's died. You got leave, leave your mother and father and cleave to your wife. I got the wife part, but I don't have the mother and father part. So you respect it, but you don't have the same urgency or fear of, of consequence because you haven't experienced it yet. Uh, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 8.11, it says, because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, men find it in their heart to do evil. See, what it's saying is they're doing something, and since they're not right away feeling the impact, they figure, well, if, if something's wrong with this, how come something bad didn't happen? Because God is merciful. He's giving you an opportunity to repent. But you can best believe you reap what you sow until, unless you... Pre- uh, repent and get your butt up out of what you planted yourself into, right? But that's another story. We won't get into that right now today. All right, so then you say, uh, he said, uh, 24, it says, it says that, therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, right? And they shall be what? One flesh. It says, and they were both naked, totally exposed, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed, right? Totally vulnerable and not ashamed. Now, see, we know after sin, they covered themselves and hid themselves. It says they knew that they were naked. They were focused on worrying about how they looked like we do now. That's the result of sin, worrying about what people think, right? Before that, they totally exposed, right? You know, so that's for, for y'all up-and-coming uh, married people. Vulnerability is the key. If you're hiding, it's going to affect the relationship. That's going to affect the agreement, okay? We good? Just, a little, just throw that in there, right? Y'all hear me back there? <laughs> okay, all right. All right, all right, so, <laughs> all right, so, so now this, this, this cleave shows that a part of his cost was he was designed to cleave. It's, cleave means to stick to, pursue closely. Right? And so one has to say, we know the story of Eve being tempted, right, by Satan, but they had a conversation. 
right? Like they, they was talking for a while. Well, where was Adam? <laughs> because he's supposed to what? Stick to and pursue closely, right? What else he got to do? <laughs> he just got the wife, <laughs> right? But he's supposed to stick to and pursue closely. It didn't say she had to pursue. It didn't say she had to cleave. It said he had to cleave, right? Closely. So what's Eve doing by herself? Adam caught up in, yo, I'm going to name this. Yo, I'm going to name that. Yo, yo, this is sweet. Yo, yo. He, he probably using his powers. You know, speaking things that ain't happening, watching stuff create. You know, because it wasn't no rain, right? Just watching stuff. He, he all up in, you know how us guys, we can get tunneled, right? In the vision. He caught up in the vision. Yeah, I, I figured probably in about another 10 years, I'm going to have this over here. We're going to do this over here. Like, he, 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 he caught up but he lost sight of something. See, that's the, that's the challenge. The challenge is you have to have a consideration of the whole. He had other instructions besides dressing the garden and keeping it, making sure that gold was still shining. You know, it was gold in the garden too. He had other responsibilities. So he must have got distracted. How's Eve out here? How's anybody out there with somebody else if you cleave it and pursue? Okay, let's say she wandered off, okay? Because that's what some of y'all thinking, right? She got wandered off. You know, she was supposed to go shopping at one store and she ended up at seven others. Right? Right? <laughs> right? Right? You know, started out cooking in the kitchen before you know it, up in the bedroom and going, something burning, right? So, so that's right. So she wandered off, right? Understandable, right? Hold on a second, though. But they, this just started. It ain't a whole lot of craziness in the world. He couldn't pick that up? He couldn't pick up Eve was missing? He was so caught up he couldn't pick up? Because we give Eve a total hard time, but realize the cost was the price was given to Adam. Right? Right? That the cost was given to him. And see, from this point forward, after they slipped, because what happened? What happened? Eve ate of the fruit, and then he ate it. Because he followed the instructions. Cleave. <laughs> Stick to. Pursue. So she walked. She, she, they're in the presence of God. Satan, man, listen. You be like God if you eat this. They're already like God. So he, so he got her to, to walk outside of the presence of God. Well, once she walked outside of the presence of God, Adam was like, whoa. No, 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 no. We're not having this. I just... I, uh, God says, not good for me to be alone. Now he's quoting scripture, right? <laughs> not good for me to be alone, right? You know how y'all do. Y'all quote scripture to justify your, your compromise, right? So, so he leaves out of the presence of God. You said, cleave. You said I'm not supposed to be alone, right? <laughs> right? That's how we do, right? Okay, good. So he leaves out of the presence of God because he starts to... So now he's leaving out of the presence of God. Now, remember, they were walking with God in the cool of the day, and God's in his presence is full of joy. His right hand pleasures forevermore. God breathed into them, and they became living souls, speaking spirits. And he was using his speaking spirit skills while he was distracted. You know, you could speak something, and it happened, right? Say this mountain be thou removed, cast into the sea, as the Scripture says, right? And so now 
he's outside of the presence of God, so he's disconnected from all power. Remember, he breathed in on me, became a living soul. They're in God's presence. They're constantly getting breathed in by God. He's constantly in spirit, inspiring them on a consistent basis. So, so it's, 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 it's like you got power, but you're around God and you just, you, you're at the exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think power, right? Now you leave, so you take it for granted. See, Scripture says this. It says, a person that hears the Word, the Word is the inspiration of God, right? So we live through the Word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God, right? Matthew 4, right? All right, so when we're, in the, when we're around the Word, it breathes life, life into us. We start to realize, right? We start to, just, you know, you, you feel like moving, you know, when, you, when you're around the Word. Something happens. You was feeling funky at the house and you came in and around the word and all of a sudden, I can't find that pain no more, right? All of a sudden, I can do things, Gwen, that I couldn't do before. I have a strength that I didn't have before, just being in the atmosphere, right? Does that make sense? Right, but the Bible says if you're a hearer of the word but not a doer, don't act on it. It says you can go, so, so you're in God's presence. It says that person is like a person that beholds himself in a mirror, sees who they are, realize they're speaking spirit. It says, but then they go their way and forget what man or man they were. Lose the life that they grabbed in the present, right? Does that make sense? Okay, so just trying to set a stage here. So now... After he walks out of the presence of God from this point forward, man's cost was to thirst for life. Right? Before the fruit consumption, man was full of life. So now he's thirsting for life. Now he's desperate. Right? Now he has to chase the things that where he was attracted. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right standing in his presence of God. And it says, and all these things will be added unto you. You attract the things of life, right? When you, get, when you don't put God first, you repel, and now you find yourself chasing the things. See, we're supposed to, ch- we're supposed to chase the king and attract the things, right? Matthew 6.33, right? Okay. So now, now we got a cost going on. Remember when, when uh, when, when God came to him, you know, and everybody started to play the blame game, well, the wife you gave me. Now, if it wasn't for the wife you gave me, man, I would have been in your presence. Because he's like, he says, where are you? Not that God didn't know you, he was at. God knew where he wasn't. See, the same thing, Adam, Adam didn't know where Eve was at, but he should have knew where she wasn't. She wasn't in his presence. God knew. God, God was different. Oh, okay, where y'all at? What y'all doing? He wasn't saying where you at physically. He was like, where you at spiritually? You're not in my presence no more. He says, well, the woman you gave me. He says, he says wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. He says, he says uh, so you guys, are, I noticed you're, you're covered up with the world. <laughs> they, they grabbed stuff of the world to cover themselves up. The presence of God was covering them before that, right? He says, I know you're covered up. He says, why are you covered up? He says, wait a minute, y'all ate, that, ate of the tree, didn't you? 
See, the age of the you realize you were naked. And, and now, now you're worried about how you look as opposed to are you in my presence, right? Like your whole, your whole focus has changed from me to thee, right? You, you see that? You see how that happens? And so, so man, now everybody was given a call. So, you know, uh, Satan had to uh, work to even walk the earth, right? He was, he was cursed to, 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 uh, to his belly. He had to pay to navigate in the earth realm. The woman who was designed to, to produce fruit, now she had to work to produce, right? Now, now, now you have uh, uh, travail or birth pains, right? Children have come uh, to, uh, to birth, but don't have the strength to bring forth, is what Scripture says in Isaiah 37.3, right? Right, so, so, so that, that didn't happen before. It was just, it was like Patanza, supernatural childbirth, you know, like just a few minutes, you know what I'm saying, right? Thank God for the blood, right? All right, so, and now the man, look, 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 his cause was to till the ground. He never had to till the ground. He could just speak and get some carrots. Now he has to, look, look, and, and see, nourishment is how we get life. He got, he got nourishment by just speaking it into existence. Now he has to dig for it. Guess what? Remember, God gave him a wife. Hey, hey, did he stalk, stalk looking for her? You know how you show up, keep showing up at the library and you don't read? <laughs> right? Did he do that? Or, you know, you, you keep following somebody's feed now, you know, you following their timeline, you know, cyber stalker, right? Did he do all that? Did he keep coming at the house late at night, banging at the door? You, you just don't realize you left me. Nah, I did realize it. That's why I cut off the relationship. Right? He ain't doing no stalking, right? Don't get mad. Come on, y'all just stay with me, right? God just gave him a relationship, Right? He was seeking first the kingdom of God, and what? It was just added to him. But now he has to till the ground. Now he got to find a wife. Oh, no, no, no. Sometimes he, dis- he, he finds the woman. That's the ground. That ain't the wife yet. <laughs> oh, see, I got you. No, no, no. That ain't the wife yet. Just because you found a woman. Listen, I found a woman October 18th, 1992, right? I engaged her 10 months later. We got married. No, I engaged her five months later. We got married 10 months later. It was August 21st, 1993. I still haven't found a wife yet. I didn't, I didn't realize that. I was like, <laughs> I got the wife. No, I had to dig. I, look, look, I had to pay the price. It was worth it. Believe me, it was worth it. I have to pay the price. It's a cost, right? It's a cost, right? And so, so, so he had to find a wife. Guess what? And then he also, also, now he has to patiently develop family. See, see, before all this, you just have everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now you got to work for it. You gotta, it's a cost. That, that, that man has to pay a cost, 
And so, so the Bible talks about in Isaiah 62, it talks about sought out ones. It talks about sought out ones. And I just wanted to use this reference kind of allegorically um, for what we're talking about. Uh, so uh, Isaiah 62, 12, right? It says, and they shall call them the holy people. Look, the redeemed of the Lord. Look, and thou shalt be called sought out, a city not forsaking. So, so you have uh, what's called sought out ones. And, and as I was meditating through this, God's saying like right now in our culture, fathers are sought out ones, right? And so they're being, uh, so the sought out man that's willing to not just count, but pay the cost, right? Luke 14, 28 talks about who builds a house and don't count the cost. Who, who establishes a family and don't count the cost? It's a cost, right? But it's not just a cost you recognize. We're just trying to get people to recognize there's a cost in our culture. But it ain't just something you recognize. It's something you have to pay, right? And so there's a cost being a father because, again, uh, a, a, a father, before he's a father, he's a husband, right? A husband is a house band. That's where the word came from, the covering of the house. And so what happens is if your household is attacked by the adversary, who's going to get hit first? He's going to get hit first. Now, if, they're not, if we haven't been trained, we don't know how to handle the attack. You know, I, I remember uh, uh, my son, I was training him, you know, for basketball. So he's playing in the tournament. So it's his first 20-point game, you know. So he's playing. He's hitting buckets. He's feeling good. He's playing good. But I'm trying to tell him, okay, you got to – when you show up for the next game, the 20 points don't play for you. So you got to put that behind you. That's nice. And move on. Well, he gets into this game, and this young man cusses him out the whole game. I mean, he's going up and down the court. He's just, he just cussing him out. He had played – uh, he, uh, my son, when he was just younger, he had played with him in another AAU team, so he knew my son was still young, right? Cussing him out the whole game. He had four points that game. You know why he had four points? Because he wasn't ready for the attack. He didn't have four points because he, could, he couldn't score more. He didn't have four points because he didn't have no skills. He didn't have four points because he was like, I'm going to go out here and have four points. He had four points because he couldn't handle the attack. And so sometimes our fathers weren't prepared for the attack. And so when, when, when the attack came, you know, because, hey, hey, Gerard, we first meet our lovely wives. We just happy to, we found someone, right? That's it. <laughs> yeah, I found somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I found somebody. As far as we're concerned, that's it, right? Cool, right? <laughs> I got somebody. That's it. Wipe my forehead. When, yeah, nobody told me about the cost. So when certain things came at me originally, you always hear her testimony, but I got the mic now. But you always hear her tell about some of the dumb things I did. Even the, uh, with, the, with the, she always tells the boiler story uh, where we had the, the, our boiler. Some people don't know what boilers is, uh, but, but the, our boiler wasn't working or, or furnace, right? And so... She was like, well, we probably should have somebody come look at it. I said, we don't have the money to be fixing it. We'll just wait till we get the money. 
I said, man, it probably costs a whole lot to fix that thing. She's like, babe, I just think we have somebody come out. Babe, listen, you know, listen. Because <laughs> I also thought I'm in charge no matter what, you know, and so whatever I'm saying has got to be right. Time goes by, we're heating the house up with our baseboard heating in, in the stove. And finally, when we got the electric bill and it said $800, I was like, well, let's go see what it <laughs> let's see what it takes. When they come to the house, some of y'all heard the story, and the guy said, oh, it's just a reset button. $800 realization. Why would I make a dumb decision like that? Because I wasn't ready for it. Do you think I was trying to cost the family $800? If you know me, I definitely wasn't trying to cost the family $800. I barely was trying to get a family $8 back then, you know. <laughs> Can't you rotate those stockings, girl? We rotate socks. I don't know why y'all don't rotate those stockings. <laughs> They're pretty fresh. You only wore them one time, <laughs> right? <laughs> I ain't trying to give up no dollars, let alone $800, right? And, and, and I've made a lot of dumb mistakes. I know some of y'all don't really make mistakes, but I made a lot of idiot dumb mistakes, right? Just like, but I had to eat them. You know why I'm good with eating them? Because I didn't know. My wife will tell you this. I rarely make the same mistake twice. She'll also tell you if I make a mistake the first time, I don't care how much she gets on me, I, this, that, and the other, I'm not bothered. You know why? Because I'm learning from the mistake. Now, if I make it twice and you get on me, I'm, I'm really, I deserve it. Because that's just stupid on my part, right? What I'm trying to tell you is, some fathers have never gotten a chance to make up for the mistake. Because sometimes when you're not prepared, the mistake is so costly, the weight of it crushes you. The guilt of it crushes you. So you never get back to, to like, like, if you sit them down and just give them a shot, they would really humble themselves and say, I thought I was stupid. I was immature and I was scared. I guarantee you, now, 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 I got to hear my dad apologize before he died, but, but when I saw, oh, she was talking about the little boy. When I saw the little boy in my dad's face that I'd never seen in my entire life, in my entire, this was what, three years ago? Three years ago, so I was 56, going on 57, because I'm about to be 60 here. So, <laughs> right? Look, see, your cousin back there going, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, so I was 57. And so, but I saw my dad for the first time. I couldn't be mad at that guy. Matter of fact, if I'd have saw him earlier, I wouldn't have been mad at him. Because I'd have realized you got to honestly and know how to relate it because I got the same blood. I done done some dumb stuff too. But what it is, my dad mostly carried himself hard. He never apologized for nothing until that day to me. Right? So that's just stirring up my angst. When the scripture says, don't provoke the child, that's what it's saying. Like, just be honest with yourself. It didn't say be perfect. It's saying stay in that vulnerable state like, like I told y'all in the garden. See? Great, because what's not exposed can't be helped anyway, right? All right, so, so these fathers have to not only count the cost, but pay the cost, right? Right? Because sometimes we got dads in here. You don't always feel like paying nothing. You, it's, it's, okay, so here at the church, 
So for these, this particular conversation, I, I'm the paternal spiritual leader, right? So I, just, I got some father in me, right? Guess what? Some of y'all can decide not to do stuff. Some of y'all can decide to forget about stuff. Some of y'all can decide to be inconsistent with stuff. And just in case y'all don't think I'm paying attention, I know when you get distracted. I know when you're making excuses, right? I know when you forgot, but then you're hitting me with an angle. When you, when, when, why do you think I'm asking you? I'm asking you because I'm paying attention. I'm paying the cost. But guess what? I don't trick. I eat it. Eat it, right? So, 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 so I eat it, right? But not only that, like, like, I don't have an option. So uh, around here, there's certain things where I've asked people to do. They didn't do it. I did it. And then they'll come to me and talk, so, so is everything okay? Everything's fine. I, just, I don't have a choice. There's things I'm waiting on people to do now. Guess what? I ain't waiting on. I'll just do it. I don't have time to do it, but a father has to pay the cost. He doesn't have an option. So he's going to be taken for granted a lot. Normally, people only pay attention to the father when he mess up. They ain't paying attention when he's paying the cost because you don't feel it. Right? I broke down and cried in front of my, my wife and uh, my son one day. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was the day where they didn't just pull out their, their nine millimeters. They pull out their Uzis. <laughs> like, before I can get it. Like, <laughs> broke me down, man. I was like, everything I do is for y'all. That was my tears. The voice that came out after my tears was, are y'all tripping? <laughs> like, everything I do is for y'all. I ain't doing nothing for Keith. And, and my return on my investment is... <laughs> I was like, what in the world is going on around here? I just broke. But see, guess what? They couldn't be mad at the broken person. I didn't do it for that reason. I just... And bullets was hurting. <laughs> Oh, it's funny now, right? I just, I just, yeah, that's the whole point right there. She said, I don't even remember what I did. That's the point right there, right there. Park it right there. Because it still has an effect. Whether you remember it or not, I'm just playing. All right, so, so 1 Corinthians 4.15 talks about how there are not many fathers. There are not many cost-bearers, not many cost-bearers, right? And then now, because of our culture and how everything is designed, see, we're so busy uh, going with the flow, we're not realizing what the cost is. We just let our feelings get dragged around like puppets. <laughs> we just dragged around, right? Not knowing what the cost is, Right? Reproduction is the cost. Hey, hey, listen. Do you realize back in the Bible, when they wanted to shut things down, how come they didn't kill the firstborn uh, female? Right? Back, in, back in, when, when Moses and them had to slide, slip Moses through the, through the, the, uh, the water and, and then act like you just arrived... <laughs> So you can raise your own child in Pharaoh's house. Why? Why, why are they trying to take out the firstborn? 
They were populating way before that is, is when the children of Israel were first, when Joseph brought them all in to, to Pharaoh's kingdom, they start blowing up reproduction. So just by regular development, they were going to be dominant before they even walked in their gifts. China's dominant because of the mass population. When they, when they would be in war, you keep taking them out, there's more coming. Like, just in numbers, you, I just can't take it, man. They just can't, is it, it, see, see, if you're trying to erase somebody, you're trying to get rid of them. You couldn't. It's too many. So that means there's more geniuses. That means there's more technology. Production does things. You know, as, as a church grows, you know, the adversary tries to cloud people from uh, children's ministry. As if we're going to stay the same age in the same year for the rest of our lives. No. You got to have the future pushing just like you have to have those are at a head pulling. You look around here. Janae was like this, running around doing praise and worship while y'all were singing. I got the picture. I got video. But look, she like this now. Carter's teaching himself the piano. He ain't no little kid no more. They be making requests. Hey, so, and they remember stuff too. Austin was like, uh, so Pastor Keith, remember that quote I gave you? That you said you was going to share a service? Let's go, bro. Come on, man. Step it up. Right? You know why we have a basketball uh, program out there? See, I think Pastor Keith likes basketball. I do. I ain't got time for that. You know why we have it? BJ. Could walk right out of there. Could you teach me how to play basketball? Yes, sir. Not a problem, sir. I'll get right on it. <laughs> then we had COVID. Then we come back. He ain't forget. <laughs> Nobody had to give him homework or nothing. Pastor Keith, bruh, when are you going to teach me how to play basketball? As soon as we get the courts up. As soon as we got the courts up, guess what? We got a basketball program because of BJ. Do you think BJ always going to be that short and that age? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, BJ. Sorry about that, man. Sorry, sorry about that, BJ. I kind of did you like that, man. You're, you're a little taller than that, man. My bad. <laughs> See, if you knocked down some more of those two-pointers yesterday, I wouldn't be picking with you. Ah, got you. So, right? So, so what I'm saying is, but, but why, why, why would I do something like that? Because I'm a father, and I understand the cost. And I understand that that you have to give people what they need now so they can be what they need later. Like, I understand that. We're neglecting children and, and, and youth and people, like, and then we only notice when they get into something. No, no, every moment is important. And a father understands that cost. He understands. Now, my, my dad, to his, I'm going to say to his credit, y'all might not see this as a credit. When I met with him when I was 14, he says, well, you know, your mom was going through things. Uh, you know, I, I felt you would be better off where you were. That was his statement. Now, I know because of his lifestyle, he probably was like, I ain't got time. But his intent, 
his intent. See, look at the father over there. What do I do? <laughs> look, he's frustrating mom, <laughs> right? All right, so his intent was, hey, um, he's probably better off where he's at. Now, he didn't investigate to find out, but he had the right intent, right? And so this father's cause is infused in us because it's what God does. I heard uh, uh, Lou was talking about here, we're here for the greatest fathers, Father's Day every day. Well, God started out with a cost, right? See, see, everything that took place in the garden wasn't his plan, but he had to give us choice. He didn't want to treat us like animals or drones. Like he wanted to give us choice. He wanted us to choose to love him. All right. And so obviously they, 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 they fell out of his presence. So he paid the cost. So look, God so what? That he his only begotten son. It's a cost. How many of y'all giving up y'all, y'all children? For me. For anybody. And the way y'all babying them, I know y'all ain't giving them up for nothing. You ain't giving them up to, to, to development, let alone giving them up. <laughs> All right, don't get mad. Some of y'all ain't giving them up to development, you know, cheating them. Right? So I know you ain't going to give them up, like, for somebody's life. Right? Right? Think about it. God gave his son. Cost. Again, he paid a father's cost, right? So it's so interesting what God's price was. Adam made the choice, but God paid the cost. Adam made the choice, but God paid the cost. But see, again, you might, you, you're saying to yourself, but well, that's why, you know, my children make choices. Yeah, I pay the cost. Yeah, but there still was a consequence for his, for his children. Man had to dig to access the price that was paid. We have to give our life and accept Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. So, yes, the price was paid, but you don't get the benefit unless you do something. Price is paid, but you don't just get it. See, see, th- see uh, we were talking about this in uh, uh, Bible school, you know, uh, I don't know, Bible school, one of the conversations, but, but how, you know, we, we're caught up in the, but this person's nice, that person's nice. Nice people are going to hell. You know that, right? Because if, if, if it was based on being nice, then all you had to do was, is your own good deed, right, could get you in. Right? No, 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 no. There was so that's that slaps in the face the cost that God paid. No, you got to attach your faith to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And, and we 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 can get caught up in all different types of religions. And I I ask this question: What do you do with your sin? That's the key, because the wages of sin is death. Yo, you trying to say this person going to hell? Did they did they put their sin under the blood? It ain't on me. They got choice. It's free. So if somebody didn't take something that's free and they go to hell, am I tripping because they went to hell? Is God tripping because he, he paid the price. 
All they had to do was attach their faith to it. I can't believe uh, 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 my God ain't going to let nobody. I can't see God. What kind of God would let somebody go to hell? He ain't. He paid the price. What kind of person would not take advantage of the price? That's the question. Right? See, see, see it's, how, it's, it's the angle in which we look at it, right? And so we had Jesus offering his life. And, and so as I was meditating on this, I was just thinking about a father's cause. And I was thinking about how God does things and how he trains us. You know, he makes Abraham the father of our faith. You know, and, and faith is, is cost. You know, it costs something to walk in faith. But then he, he takes him to how to pay the cost training as a father. So he has a son. He, he's been waiting for a son. He waited 100 years for a son. All types of people having kids, smiling at him. Uh, I, I had a, a family member pick with me, you know, because maybe they was dealing with the responsibility of their child. It was like, you ain't got no kids. Like, they couldn't find nothing else. He was like, well, you got kids? When are you going to have some kids? Well, if you don't have no kids, then, you know, what's wrong with you? Well, imagine them picking with Abraham. You know, he's 20 years old, no children. 30, no children. And back then, they was having like 20 kids, you know, <laughs> like people having multiple kids, child after child after child after child after child. No kids. Finally, but he, he stayed faithful. He paid the price to prepare for whatever God wanted for his life. Then God comes to him and says, what do you want? Well, hey, how about a child? <laughs> he goes through thinking it's not going to happen because another eight years go by. Right? So um, I'm, I'm what? I'm, I'm 75. Eight years go by. I guess I'm 83. No, or it was 11 years went by. 10? Thought it was 11. Yeah. Huh? Before he had the child? All right. So the child was birthed at 11 years? Are you sure? He was conceived at 10, birthed at 11. I just remember 86 is in my head somewhere. So all right. So y'all can figure that out. So we can say 10 or 11 years before he has a child. He has a child, but God didn't tell him to have that child. That was a child out of compromise. That's why people, uh, Christians and Muslims in other countries are fighting. Because Muslims are, are, are from the generation of Ishmael, right? And all they were supposed to do was get up under the child of promise, Isaac, and they would have been blessed forever. But they started to, to rival, Right? You got in on a compromise. Appreciate it, right? So for, to this day, that's why you have a battle, right? That's a whole other story. So, so he waits 11, 10 years. Well, I'll just give 10. He said 10. So he waits 10 years to have, to, to have a child, right? Waits 10 years to have a child, but that's still not the child. So God said, what did I tell you? So then he comes to him, as is around 99 or so, he says, by this time next year, you'll have a child. So now he has Isaac. Finally has the child that God promised him he would have 25 years later, right? Right? Finally has the child. Then God says, give me the child, sacrifice him. So he had to be willing to pay the cost. And if you read it out from there, because Abraham now had grown in faith. See, see, how he's a father of faith and he, he doubted God. It's, it, he's the father of faith because that's what he became through his process. Just like you're going to become something bigger than where you are right now if you keep on going. 
God is not, God looks at the finished product, not just you in the process. We stop the movie in the process. You finish the movie, you're going to be exactly, you're going to be a man after God's own heart like David. You're going to be a person of faith like Abraham. You just got to finish the movie. That's from Wednesday, right? All right, so, right? So, so now he has this child. He says, sacrifice him. And Abraham was like, he was just rolling. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, get that rope. Yeah, get that axe. Yeah, yeah, get that wood for fire. Come on. So, so Isaac's been around. He's like, so dad, all right, we're going up to this mountain to sacrifice. We normally bring a lamb or something. Where the sacrifice? He looked at him. He said, God will provide. Right. Not, he don't know he's the sacrifice. He gets up there. I just don't, I, you know, you know, I've been using my mask. Then he said, how did this work? How, how did he just let dad tie him up? You know what I'm saying? You know. <laughs> you said God will provide. Why are you tying me up, bro? <laughs> JT, you going to let your dad just tie you up, put you on the altar? Look, JT, like, please. The rope won't even get near me. <laughs> yeah, my dad might have some size on him, but hey, hey, hey when I'm in fear, I can fight, <laughs> right? And so he, he wraps him up. He's ready to slay him. God stops him. No, we good. It's a ram in the bush, right? But he was willing to pay the cost. Are, are you willing to pay the cost to get to a point to see the rams in the bush? Well, you're going to go into your head, see, this don't make no kind of sense. I don't know why God trying to get me to do it. You're going to get in the reason. Man, please, what kind of God going to have me doing this? Why don't you see how it works out? Because what was forged on the inside of Abraham was more important than looking at, well, I don't think this is fair. Why would you take, why, why are you playing games? No, he was teaching them how cost. He's the father of our faith. Because he learned costs. I'm going to be obedient. I don't care how it looks because I know God loves me and his plan is always better than mine. We go in our head. Based on what? Did you prepare your head to process the knowledge and the wisdom of God? We're going to get into it in, in Bible school, I think it's this week, where we talk about the, the, those that were qualified to interpret the Bible do you know you have to set your, like, didn't anybody just write the Bible? They use men of God that were set apart, sanctified. We ain't sanctified, set apart. We question it. Well, I just think this is contradicting itself. Did you read the rest of it? Did you, did you triangulate the book, the entire book, the Old and the New Testament? Did you find the New Testament contained in the Old? Did you find the Old Testament explained in the New? Right? Did you go through the Hebrew and the Greek and break it down? Did you go through that process? Okay. We talked about Abraham. The, the scripture says he was tested in, in Genesis 22. But then James chapter 1 says God doesn't tempt any man, test any man. So if I'm reading on the surface, mm-hmm, Bible contradicting itself. No, it's not. The Hebrew word for test is to prove. He tested his faith because he, he tried and tested his faith so his faith would be strong enough to lead a people. 
The temptation, the, 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 the test in, in, in James 1, that's Greek. That's enticing. That's tempting a person to sin. Two different tests. That comes from Satan. Satan's trying to tempt you to compromise the presence of God. God is trying to test you to have more faith in him. It ain't contradicting you, but you got to rightly divide it. You got to read through it, right? I know I actually had the Greek and the Hebrew for y'all, but it's cool. Y'all got the point, right? All right, so, 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 so to close out here, let's just talk about a wonderful, a couple of wonderful things that I've seen in the Bible that just, that I think is powerful. Prodigal son story. So a certain man had two sons, right? A certain father had two sons. Trained them up for them to do their thing. So one of the sons comes to him and says, man, give me my inheritance now. Give me mine now. Now, he came to ask for something that was already earmarked for him. So wouldn't you think the father would know when, you do, when you're ready for it? Because inheritance is not just about something you possess. It's about something you're prepared to handle. When you think it's about something you, you, you possess, you want mine now for your consumption. But when you understand it's something that you, you have to be prepared to handle, it's for your reproduction. Inheritance is for, it was left for you. So somebody had to hold on to it, handle it right, reproduce, so when you arrive, you get something too. So they passing the baton on you for you to what? Reproduce so your children's children can have something. Blessed is the man that leaves an inheritance for his children's children. That's going to cost some patience, right? That's going to cost some selflessness. See, right now, we don't follow God's covenant of tithing. We don't, we're not stewards with our money. Hey, I'm about to get mine. I'm just getting mine. I'm just going to do mine. I'm flying here. I'm doing here, just that and the other. What you leaving? See, there's no cost involved. It's just consumption. It's just convenience at this time, at the expense of leaving something for someone else. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, I, you know, I got my stocks and bonds and stuff like that. Man, listen. That's soon as soon as that person gets what's the result of the stocks and bonds, if the stock market don't take all your money, right? If they're not prepared, if they haven't been under tutors and governors to the point in time of the father, they're not going to leave nothing for your grandchildren. Because if you ain't pressing in and learning the wisdom of God, paying that cost, what are they going to, all they're going to have is stuff that they'll squander. So you, you sacrifice your whole life to give somebody something that they're going to blow in a couple years because they're not equipped to handle it. It costs something to consider those things, right? So the prodigal son, I'm sorry, that's what I was talking about, the prodigal son, right? So, he, so, so the son says, uh, give me mine now. Now, now he, his dad had to, he had to pay a cost. He knew he wasn't ready for it. So he gives them his, Right? He goes out, spends everything because he's not prepared to handle it, right? Now, he's an heir, but he goes out because he, he was childish, 
give me mine, spends everything, ends up eating with pigs, eating the pig's food. When he went to lift up the pig's food, he says to himself, wait, wait a minute, hold on a second. My dad's servants eat better than this. So now he has an awakening. I'm going to go back and see if I can be a servant. So he was an heir, acted like a child, went out, went through pain, and decided to be a servant, which is what he was supposed to be the whole time. The heir differs nothing from a servant as long as he's a child, but is under tutors and governors until the appointed time of the father. That's our heir scripture, Galatians 4, 1 and 2. It's preparation for purpose. So even though that person's an heir, they operate like a servant until they're ready to handle what their gifting is going to produce. When they, when, when they skip the servant part, they take childish into their adult life, never ready to handle anything, so everything is temporary. See, it takes a cost to be fulfilled. And the tough part about the father, the father has to help that, that, that child along that cost. Look, this father had to allow his son to go out there and get stung, wait patiently while he was in a foreign country for him to come to himself, come back, and he threw a party. Like, he had to have faith. See, sometimes uh, uh, children learn by precept, and sometimes they learn by example. You want them to learn by precept. You give them instructions, they get it. But sometimes they learn through allowance. My son has learned a lot through allowance. I have a phenomenal relationship with my son. Because he didn't learn some things. But I had to pay the cost, sometimes patience, sometimes the truth and love, sometimes picking the right spots. A father has to do all that. I have to know how to talk to my wife. You know, I have to know how to talk to her even when she don't want to hear what I got to say. If I, have a, if I see something and she don't see it, I, I, I got to pay the cost for, for she, she's going to see, she eventually she'll see this. I mean, if I'm hearing from God, <laughs> you know, I ain't always, I haven't always heard from God. I don't, I don't, sometimes I miss it, but I'm saying most, I have to pay that cost. I have to be willing to be isolated and nobody believes at times. It's a cost. It's not, this is not a, a father is not for the faint of heart. And, 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 and I, I just wanted to share that because we're crossing over to a generation that the Bible talks about in 30 that curses their father and don't bless their mothers. So what it's saying is they're reverent to the cost of the father's authority. It costs to be in a position. But they're also uh, not appreciative of the cost of the mother's nurturing. We're, we're getting into a generation where, where children are taking their parents for granted. So, so a lot of times, children are ignorant of the cost uh, that it takes to grow to be parents. And so what happens is, so, so I'm going to use my dad. So regardless of the result, he still paid a price. He's a father, right? He wasn't ready. He wasn't trained properly, but he still paid a cost. And I'm going to tell you, when, 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 when my grandfather was passing, he shared some things of, of, of his upbringing, you know, how, you know, his, his original goal was to be a, a doctor, but he ended up hanging out, you know. 
Um, so I said, okay, my dad got it honestly. So you can't be a dad unless someone's trained you to be a dad. Now, this is the thing. I don't get off or excuse for being an improper father even if my dad didn't, wasn't improperly equipped. I still have to be a father. Okay, now let's look at it this way. I have a son. So even if I haven't been the best father, I have a responsibility to equip him to be a good father. Somebody got to reunite the, the, the legacy, right? The lineage, somebody got to get it going. So even if I didn't get what's best, I got to give what's best. I have to pay a cost. Children, children are young. Some of them, some of y'all, not, not even in here, not just in here, but even watching, some of you, are, I think it's okay to despise your dad, but what you despise, you become. Some of you think it's okay, you don't realize if you don't start paying a cost to grow up now, you're going to end up being your parent that neglected a cause. See, as soon as you see that you're not getting what you need, you become what you wanted. As soon as you're not seeing you're not getting what you need, you become what you wanted. We spend too much time magnifying what we didn't get as opposed to becoming what we didn't get. See, you can't focus on the pain and, and elevating the purpose. You can't do that. And I'm going to tell you, some of us will change even those people's lives if they're still around because they'll start to see what we've become. They'll see the impact. Because, again, some of them don't have the strength to say they're sorry because they weren't trained to do that either. It costs something to get out of your feelings and just to say, I made a mistake. How are we now when we make them? It's tough to go to the person and say, I'm sorry and apologize. But I'm going to tell you, in their heart of hearts, they all wish they could. And, and this, this makes you mad. You watch them look like they're making more efforts in others' lives. And you're like, well, wait a minute. What am I? Like, is it my deodorant? Like, but, but what it is is they're, they're, they're changing as far as they can see. They're trying to change as far as they can see. So they're like, okay, I, I messed this up. Let me do something. They'll be doing it with the grandkids, or they may be doing it with such and such. But it's not like, it's not to despite you. It's I, I got to do something, Right? I got to make some type of adjustment and change. And so, 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 so I'll say this. Uh, this would be a good day just to have a I love you regardless conversation because the Bible says pray for them that despitefully use you. This is, you know, I'm not, not trying to say your dad's enemies, but it says love your enemies too, right? right. But, but to have that conversation and, and just put it out there. One day I would like to hear your story. And one day I would like to hear what you truly, in your heart of hearts, think and feel about me. Just give them, not, give them a shot. Just put that out there. 
and, 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 and even if you have to write it in a letter. So one day I would like to hear your story, and one day I would like to truly uh, hear what you think about me. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. Sometimes, you know how you, when you make mistakes, some of y'all are parents now, you made mistakes, and how you sometimes don't let yourself off the hook, like you carry it around thinking you don't deserve things of God because you could have been a better parent, right? Do you know some of your kids don't know everything you're thinking on the inside, and they don't know your whole story, and some of you don't want to tell the whole story because you're embarrassed? Well, guess what? Your parents are the same way. You got the same blood. You're not happy about the choices you've made and some of the choices you're making. Right? 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 Come on. Right? So, have that conversation, right? Um, because it's, it's tough. It's, it's, it's a, the father's cost is tough for the people that are really trying to be solid fathers. It's tough for those that's made mistakes and trying to figure out how do I get back in good grace with my children. And it's tough for people that ran when they were in fear and don't know how to get back. Because all, that's all it is. It's not they're evil. They just didn't know what to do, right? And, you know, when I saw my dad cry, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm 50-something years old at that time. But it was, it was hard. It was from his heart. And then the times he referenced, he cried that I never knew about. Some of your fathers are crying. You just don't see it. Because they also wasn't trained how to expose themselves vulnerably in front of you. But they're, they're crying every time they mention. I talked to some parents. Actually, I talked to a parent recently, and I could tell it was uncomfortable because he shifted the conversation. Because he didn't know what to do. So he shifted. It was, he did it smooth, but it's pastor. I pay attention. He did it smooth, but I was like, okay, so this is it's really uncomfortable for you right now. All right? And, and, but not because the person's evil, they don't know what to do. Just like you don't know what to do sometimes. Some of y'all are parents now and don't know what to do. Some of y'all are still young and you're like, no, they just need to get it together. I hope they're listening to this, <laughs> right? right. But, but, but some of y'all are parents and you, you know you've gotten on your kids' nerves, right? You want me to have your kids come up here and tell you? But, but not because you're evil, you know, and what do you say? I just love you. I'm just trying to do what's best, right? But sometimes your best was crazy because you were parenting out of pain or the opposite of what you went through. Or you was hazing them like you got hazed, you know. I went through this, you going through it. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Like, I did, no, no. Well, my dad... Uh, beat me with two irons. I only hit you with one. <laughs> right? But, but that's not, that's not, but then, so, so you can't do, you can't go from one extreme to the other. My dad beat me senseless. I'm never going to spank my child. The Bible says, beat a child that shall not die. Right? You can't do that. But you also can't like, oh no, this, well, I, hey, I've been waiting for a child just so I can take him through what I went through. <laughs> you can't do that either, Right? You know, I, I, just, I just want us to take some, some time to understand, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's, it, it is a cost. 
everybody's not prepared for it. And so you could be, in your love, you could be the catalyst to get some fathers back in the game. Right? You, you can be the, your love could be the, the piece that they need to get back in the game. I remember my wife had a conversation with her father, and he finally was just telling her, he's like, man, I just, you know, was on my own since I was a kid. Like, you know, like, and I really didn't know what to do, but I'm, I'm a father. You know, before I know it, I'm a father, so now I got to act like a father, whatever that is. And so I'm going to keep doing things wrong because I'm really a child with a father's responsibility. And I'm messing things all up, but then also I'm a child. I don't know how to apologize or, or, or be, have a transparent conversation to say, I just didn't know, right? I just didn't know. And I, uh, it, listen, some of y'all are selfish, right? Male and female. You might not want to admit it, but if you talk to the people around you, they'll tell you. You're growing to be more unselfish, right? So you can understand when somebody's selfish. But they're not selfish against you. They're just, they just can't see past themselves. But help them get back in the game. I mean, I know it's, it's tough sometimes. Um, the scripture says this. It says, uh, it says uh, uh, sons and daughters, attend unto my words. Attend unto my words. So, 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 okay, as a pastor, as a father figure, I'm sharing that. Attend unto my words. Right? Now, some people are going to attend to the words. They're going to take the words, and they're going to apply them. Y'all do this all the time at church. Something is shared by the voice of God, and you decide whether you're going to do it or not, right? But you're really supposed to intend and, 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 uh, attend unto those words, right? And so, so some fathers are, operate the same way you guys did. They didn't intend. They didn't lock into those words. They didn't hearken. Listen with the intent to obey. But I'm going to tell y'all this so you'll be able to understand fathers and the cost. The words we neglect, we neglect now is going to cost us later. So you can pay the cost now by being obedient to God's words, or you can pay the cost later because you neglected the words. That's what's happened in dad's lives. They're paying the cost later with, Sometimes you're not speaking to them. Sometimes you're mad at them. Sometimes you snap at them before they even open their mouth, right? And the whole time they've been dancing and trying to be a father because they haven't been around the words of life to direct them in how to do it. So they keep hustling. But if this works, then I really didn't mess up before. Well, if this works, I really didn't mess up before. Well, this works, I didn't mess up before. Okay, but I know I messed up here, but if this happens and I blow up, then it'll clean all, all that. It don't work like that. You got to cut your losses, get back in the game, and do the right thing. Because otherwise, you're going to end up being one of those fathers. You see, but not because you want to be a good father, don't you? You want to be a great father, don't you? But you've done some dumb things, right? Right? Keeping it real, right? So a child would look at you and go, what's wrong with you? You, you wasn't against anybody, was you? you and then you, you sometimes made mistakes and tried to clean it up and made another mistake, right? There you go. Now you understand fathers. <laughs> there you go. 
That's why Ed clapped. It's true, right? Because we are in the house where somebody says, well, you know you're the man in this house now. Oh, okay. Uh, whatever that is. I guess I'll act like the man then. And, and so now you're pretending for years, hoping somebody give you some information. You've been acting like the man. Okay, well, I guess I'm supposed to, hey, you gonna do what I tell you to do. I think that's what I'm supposed to. I've seen that on TV. I guess that's supposed to do that. Right? That, yeah. Yeah. It's not working. Why didn't I listen? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you acting. The first time my son wanted to go somewhere and I didn't want him to go, I was worked for, I told y'all, I told you this before, two, two, the whole day. I'm, I'm walking around the job. I'm not even at home. He's in school. I'm at the job. Tell you what. He ain't, tell you what, I'm the man of this house. Yeah, think he going. I'm going to tell him. I'm telling him what I'm going to do. I'm going to break this down. No, you ain't going. You ain't, I'm, I'm, I'm at work. I'm a manager. People, people listen to me. But I'm, I'm, I'm all worked up. I get home, he opened his mouth. Dad, no, you ain't going nowhere. You stay here. You know, I, just, I, just, I walked away like, yeah. Thank God I had a relationship with the, with, with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit's like, so what you doing? I told him, man, you know we don't want him to go down there in that environment. I told him. He's like, he didn't hear you. Oh, no, he heard me. He heard me. I gave him my best. You ain't going. He said, all you did was scare him. That's all you did was scare him. He didn't hear nothing you said. He's, he was wondering where, where all that venom come from. And then the Lord gave me a picture. He said, this is what you did. You came at him, you had a sword and a shield in your hand, running as fast as you can. <laughs> in my head, when I get to him, I'm going to put the sword and the shield down and have a conversation. <laughs> He's on the other end, sees me coming. What is he thinking? Oh, we're going to have this wonderful conversation. Can't wait till he put that sword and shield down. No. He running. That's how some of us are, because we afraid. See, God told me, he says, that wasn't tough, that was fear. You was afraid that he couldn't handle your communication genuinely from you, so you got all worked up. What you sticking your chest out for? You're the father. Duh. I could have just went in the house, son, you ain't going to be able to go, which I grew to do that. You ain't going to go and this is why. He might get mad. I don't have to stick my chest out. He might sneak and do it. I still don't have to stick my chest out. If he does something he's not supposed to do, which he has done before, he got stung. Dad, I see what you're saying, man. I see what you're saying. But I don't have to get all worked up, but I do have to have the conversation. But I don't need to stick my chest out. Don't provoke your children to wrath. That's the cost, a father's cost, right? And so, so I'm, I'm saying that because sometimes, listen, fathers, everybody fronts. But newsflash, in our country, in our world, fathers are the biggest front in the world. Not because they're trying to front, because no one's teaching them how to be fathers, so they're acting like fathers. 
Just like we're acting like men. We think everything is about flex and bravado. No. I shared this with somebody close to me. I said, listen, man, you can lead and we respect you as the leader. I said, but if you, we don't see your heart, it's going to be hard for us to follow you. I said, we get it. You tough. We get it. You're going to tell us like it is. We get it. You're going to reprimand us. Not a problem. All right. I said, we, already, we got all that down. We've been hearing that for years. We ever going to see your heart? Because at this stage of our life, that's the only thing that's going to help us to follow you. See, ain't nobody teaching the fathers that. But that's the cost. That's a father's cost. See, one of the things you guys can never say around here, that's why I don't flinch. You can get mad. You can complain. You can do whatever you want. The reason why I don't flinch is because we give our lives for y'all. It's not about us. So even if I tell you something you don't want to hear, it's not about me. I want to be liked. Newsflash, I want to be liked like everybody else. Please like me. (laughs) I want to be liked. But guess what? I don't want to be liked more than I want to be obedient to God. So I have to pay the cost as a spiritual father so everybody can get what they need. I got to be patient. I see what people can do. I see the hustle before it comes. Jockeying for position and everything. Sometimes I just let it go. I look bad. I've looked bad a lot around here. People getting over, hustling, lying, being deceptive. Not few. Here's, you know, you get twos and fews with a family, right? Y'all got people in your family that hustle and be trying to get over, right? They ain't removed from the family, are they? Still in the family, right? You know when they're coming on Thanksgiving, don't you? You know when to leave, too, don't you? (laughs) Right? Right. So we we have a family. But I've, I've allowed myself to be embarrassed. I've, I've allowed negative narratives through misunderstanding. I've allowed people to make up their own stories because I'm a father. And there's not a person in here that's flipped a trip can come and tell you that I didn't accept them back in open arms when they came with their heart. If they tried to hustle, I, I, I still roll with you, but I'm not. Come on, stop with the game. Don't smack me in my face and show up and say, hey, how you doing today? Man, boy, boy, that game was good, wasn't it? Okay, could we get back to the part where you smacked me in my face first? Could we just start there? You can even say, I smacked you in your face because you deserve it, but let's at least talk about it. Don't pretend you didn't smack me. Your handprint is still right here. (laughs) Right? Could we at least start there? That's how I, that's a father's cause. Okay, well, you don't want to talk about you smacked me in the face. So, Come back to me when you do. We can't skip a step, right? We got to heal from where we, where, where the, where the, you know, when a cut opens, they don't remove the other side of the cut and put it in the trash somewhere. They heal it from where it was cut. They sew those two sides together. But they start with what? Where it was cut. So to heal a wound, you got to start with what? Where it was cut. Am I tripping? That's a father's cause. I'm just sharing a father's cause. That's all. I'm a father. Just share the cause. Does anybody here can tell you that I don't love you? I bet guarantee you a bunch of people here can tell you that I don't know if he liked me. <laughs> I do. But, you know, based on when you tell somebody the truth, they'd be like, 
I don't know if Pastor Keith liked me, man. That kind of hurt a little bit. Pete, he got that Jersey face. It's hard for me to figure him out. I, I like you and love you. That has nothing to do with the truth I got to give you. Right. Nothing to do with the cost I have to pay so you can get what you're supposed to be fulfilled at doing. Right? And so, so, so that's an example of what these fathers have to do. That's the examples of what fathers sometimes are not prepared to do. It's very difficult, right, to be a father. So I'll say this. I told her this when I married her as a husband. I didn't open her car door because I wasn't opening the wife's car door. I was single. So she would get mad, get in the car. Then she would, so I would, I would get out the car, go where I was going. She would get mad and get out the car and get mad. So I said, babe, I wasn't opening nobody's car door. Help me to help you. Don't get in the car to open the door. Now, if you if you standing outside and I get in the car and I drive away, <laughs> be mad. You know, be mad, but give me a shot at least, right? <laughs> you don't have the mic, so I'm not going to repeat that. She was saying, like, we in the mall, and sometimes we would be walking, and I was used to walking by myself. And, and listen, you know, I was always noted for a good first step in basketball, so... And then she do it on purpose. Why would you do it? She would just stay. Stop. I'm still walking. She, and she was like, you just going to leave me? You know. So, so I, since you said it, I put it out there since I messed up. Okay? All right. But, but what I said, I told her to help me to help her. What I'm going to say is you have somewhat of a justification if you're helping your fathers to help you. Because most relationships that sever are severed because of unrealistic expectations. You know, when I went through marriage counseling training, we talked about unrealistic expectations leads to separation. Separation leads to divorce. And that destroys the marriage, right? So sometimes we have expectations, we have a picture that that person doesn't have because they weren't trained for your picture. I had a picture for my dad. This is how I thought my dad should be. But my dad wasn't trained for my picture. And once I realized that, I was like, oh, he's not even thinking along the lines of my expectations. He's not against me. He's living out how he was trained. Help him to help you. It's okay to tell a dad, this hurts. It's okay to tell a dad, when you do this, it affects me this way. You can continue to do it if that's important to you. But I would be unfair if I didn't make you aware of the effect. But if he doesn't, if you're assuming he should know the effect, he would have to be you. Help him to help you. Right? Put it on the table. Give them considerations. Let them know. See, see vulnerability, vulnerability, let them know this hurt. Not get mad. That's a result of the hurt. So you ain't give a person a shot. Let the person know how you feel. Put it in a letter if it's, if it's hard to talk to the person. I wrote my dad a letter. Now, he, I didn't find out until he almost passed that he actually read it and cried. But I did write the letter. 
So I said, hey, I'm gonna just put on the table the effect and I took responsibility for how I responded to the effect because I, I, I gave venom. I was bitter, nasty, ugly young fellow, right? All right, so these are considerations. I know we're talking about Father's Day, um, but I think fathers could really benefit from um, hearing from some people today. And um, I think some of us can benefit from connecting today um, and maybe changing that narrative a little bit. You know, you can't, when, when, I, when I reunited with my mom at 28, we was having a conversation. She said, uh, well, baby, I can't do nothing for you now. I said, well, mom, I, we can't go back in time, but we can start from here. You can't go back in time, but maximize the moments you have, and you might find it's going to help your moments forward. Okay? Stand to your feet. That's all.